Good morning, everyone. This is Raphael. This is Ethan. And this is the still untitled game design podcast. And we're just keeping it that way at this are, point. I enjoy, are, are, I enjoy it. I think we are probably just going to keep it at this point. I can't think of a good name for this podcast yet. Never can I. Uh... Probably like... Bad beat designs? I don't know. <laughs> what did you just say? Bad beat designs? I know it sounds like a good. It sounds like a good name, you know. Like you know. I was just gonna just uh, suggest a two dumbasses uh, rant for about two hours. <laughs> I feel like that's an yeah. apt name. You're not wrong. Of course, edited down. It is only like one hour. <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. But the Pokemon one was like four hours, and we edited down to it like an hour and forty minutes. Hey, we were very passionate about Pokemon. That's yeah, I that. am very passionate still about Pokemon. <laughs> you know what okay. Pokemon has in it? RNG. We complain about that a lot. Yes, yes, that's true. Okay, so in case you couldn't tell by that last statement. Our episode today will be about RNG and is it good, is it bad, and when is it good, when is it bad. So, Ethan, what is our RNG good in games? Uh, most of my favorite games are RNG games, but it really depends on the game you're playing. We talked about Pokemon in our first episode, and yes. we did discuss the things about RNG and how that kind of ruins the statistics and the gameplay of it. Where just inherently something out of your control determines whether your Pokemon is better or worse than someone else's, even if you're using the same Pokemon. Correct, it's, correct. It's not very good. But something like RNG in The Binding of Isaac, my favorite game, I have like 4,000, 5,000 plus hours in it at this point. Uh, That's not including video it, content? No, that is including uh, watching. That's just all my time. It's about like a 1,000 hours or so played. But uh, most of that is watching Northern Line. Anyways, it entirely revolves around RNG and luck through various means. But the, I think the key difference that makes RNG good or bad is its controllability and its skill level. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we okay we let's do a couple analyzing checks here. First, let's discuss what is bad RNG, so we can get a note on oh this is bad RNG. This is why it's bad, and in these contexts in certain games, why it's bad. And then after it, let's talk about like good RNG as, as it's yes. polar opposite. So what makes RNG bad? When is bad RNG spoken about? So typically speaking, RNG is bad when a player feels like they could have won in a situation if it just went their way, right? For example, mm-hmm. with Hearthstone as a card game, Obviously, there's a lot of RNG in card games. However, people don't complain about, oh, I just drew the wrong card. Well, they do. They just don't get mad over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But people get mad over, like, oh, man, he just got a like 32% chance of beating me because of this. Oh, this feels bad because, like, oh, my opponent got, like, super lucky with his, with his random pulls. And I find, personally, that RNG is bad in player versus player interactions. Yeah. Right? No one, no one is ever mad when you're. No one's ever mad when playing Play of the Spire and they and they get a bad pull, right? It's P- yeah. PVE. You're not playing against a real player, but when you're up against another player, your emotions get hot, and when you get a bad pull on a card draw, you get really mad because like, oh, I could have won this if I just got that mm-hmm. fireball or Exodia. You, Back to you Pokemon know? Showdown, man. Some guy gets the Parahex. You're just you're just done. Exactly, right? Like, the the strength of re- of RNG, at least when it feels bad, is amplified when it's up against a physical, an actual player. An actual mm-hmm. living, breathing player. If it's up against just a random AI character, right, there's two yeah. things that's great about that. One, it's not a real person, so people feel less, you know, aggressive <laughs> towards it. They could feel more aggressive towards it, but like, when they lose to it, they don't feel like, oh, damn it, Right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why they don't feel too mad about it is because AIs have patterns, right? They have easily yes, understand so some patterns. predictability to it. Yeah, they don't just be, they don't just pull out. Oh yeah, so this is the normal deck list, and also uh, this one card that destroys your board. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they they don't have like divergent patterns like that. Divergent patterns can exist through combinations of AI, but they're all together like individual pieces. Or, or manageable. Yeah. 
And I think that's what, what my opinion, really makes bad RNG for players. Mm. Do you have any ideas for bad RNG? I agree with you, and I, when you started saying that, I, I really started thinking about the times I've been most frustrated with RNG, and it's definitely other player scenarios, but not just playing against someone, but playing with someone. Mm. Someone else, you do the same amount of work. Like, I was playing Borderlands 3 with my friends, right? I did a playthrough right. of that. And um, for the longest time, I got bad RNG, and I couldn't get any better version of my gun so that mm. I could keep doing damage. So I started falling behind just because, you know, they kept getting better and better guns, and I didn't. And, of course, they don't want to give me their good guns to <laughs> level up the playing field, so I just felt like shit. Okay. I didn't really yeah. think about that as well. Like, the, the idea of that co-op, when there's mm-hmm. RNG for strength, right? If there's yeah. no cooperation that actually adds to the bad feels of RNG there, right? Yeah. I felt like it, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It feels like your your friends were just being dicks about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> like it seems like they had. It seems like you had overall amongst your entire team good RNG. It's yeah. just you know, <laughs> it was no, not. I'm, I'm actually known for having terrible luck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It really kind of stinks. And even if you were to break that Borderlands Three thing down to a single player perspective. Then, if I wasn't in a co-op game, and I was just on my own, there would just be long extended periods of time where I just don't get any better upgrades. And mm. slowly, the game is kind of like pushing against me to progress, because I can't improve, because I have to, in order to improve, I have to get better gear. Mm. That's kind of the problem with the lure shooter, really, is it's all up to random chance what you're going to get. Correct. I... On, a, on an anecdotal note, I find that Borderlands, and the entire Borderlands series, because I've played through quite a bit of the games, 2, pre-sequel, mm-hmm. and the DLC a bit of 2, uh, they like to turn down loot drops the less players there are. So, you can play Borderlands by yourself, it's just that they really don't want you to, so they make it really hard for you. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. But, uh, what's it called? An- another another possible way that ba- bad RNG exists, not just in PvP games, but in PvE games, is ran- is high variance in AI-controlled characters. Mm-hmm. Right? So, in my opinion, the worst feeling when you're playing a 40-hour RPG, right? Let- let's-, yeah. let's give an example. Like, hypothetically, you're playing Persona 5, and... You're you're just you know fighting against the boss, and I then feel random like some salt about to income. Uh, it's not really salt. Okay, salt. Th- th- okay. <laughs> I have two problems with, with Persona Five, and this is not this is mildly one of them. But the worst thing that ever that always feels bad when you're playing a like a long RPG is when mm-hmm. an enemy gets a critical, right? Because yeah. it's it's one thing to get crit in a in a game. Especially by an enemy, it's another thing when the critic when that critical also leads to a down state. Hmm. So in Persona Five specifically, when you get cr- when 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 crits happen, the that player falls over, and then the opponent gets the person who could, who accomplished that crit will then also get to attack again. So there are cases where obviously in a system where you want to have these sort of divergent like oh yeah you've made a mistake then just like you know they fall over they get a chain of attacks and they can you know possibly party wipe right yeah but i find that is fine persona 5 for the most part mostly because there are weakness attributions right so this character is weak to ice type or to fire it's basically pokemon back to pokemon it's basically pokemon but with you know (laughs) teenage angst but (laughs) Uh, that would make pokemon a lot better yeah, I would so like love to play like that. That's what XD was, man. Dude, dude, Hop. I would love to play the story as Hop because you know how angsty that boy is, and he deserves it. <laughs> I mean, he's very energetic, and then he just like crashes and burns. <laughs> yeah, that's like real depression. <laughs> he's actually the first rival in a long time that actually like sympathized with. Yeah, because he because it's so real, dude. Okay. We're getting on to Pokemon again. <laughs> yeah, dude, everything comes back to that, man. It just everything, all... ev- 
The world revolves around it. It is our fucking Earth, okay? <laughs> um, so where was I? Uh, yeah, there's like weakness attributions in, in, in Persona 5, right? In mm-hmm. Persona in general, as a series. And when you are up against an enemy who just so happens to do that type attack, your allies will fall. They'll get a bonus action. And I feel that's perfectly fine, right? Because you just, oh yeah, I've made the mistake. He does fire damage. <laughs> I forgot about mm. that, right? I should have I planned ahead and just, you know, just in case. Yeah. But if they did a random crit, and then, you know, get another crit again, and then your entire team gets wiped, doesn't feel so good, right? I feel like high variance on enemies, like, especially when the possible high is so high, should never occur in a game, right? Is it, like, in terms of RNG, right? Because let, 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 yeah. let, let me just, like, plot out the idea here, right? So if it's, like... A 1 in 1,000 chance that this super high variance thing will occur, someone will hit it. Right? If your game yeah. is big enough, someone some will point, hit it. Yes. At some Each point, someone will hit it. Each must be met. Yeah. Right? So even the smallest amount of chance that something super bad will occur, that mm-hmm. super bad thing, with enough playthroughs and enough dedication, will eventually be hit. Right? Yeah. So... D- does high vari- does high stakes variance need to exist? I believe that high high variance should exist, but uh, there should be some sort of limiters in some cases, right? Because, yeah. hmm. Although there is the ar- sorry, like, we're working through these ideas as we speak, right? But there's also some arguments where, like, you don't have an interesting story if you just play through the game normally, right? Yeah. So does bad RNG make single player games like this more interesting? I genuinely think, as much as I hate it, it kind of does. Because the whole point of you playing a video game versus someone else playing it like YouTube is the individual experience, and sometimes the bad RNG can create such a divisive split between your playthrough and theirs. Mm. It, it does add a lot of entertainment factor. Yeah, like when you really when we when you go down to brass tacks, really, like. Mm. Single player RNG in, in, in is no matter what, good or bad, usually a net positive if you really think about it, right? Yeah. There are very few times bad RNG tells the player, "Oh yeah, I'm never gonna play the game again," right? In the single player, mm. of course, right? Yeah. So it like, it does cause rage quits. Though <laughs> it does cause rage quits, but that as long as the times. the RNG in that very specific situation isn't yeah egregious to the point of, you know, forced quit or just no longer wanting to play the game, then that mm-hmm. that then that bad RNG situation becomes a good story. It becomes a story you tell yeah. your friends and maybe you're for in a forum post somewhere, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, oh feels bad, man. It feels bad. And I think that's only a good case in games where RNG is displayed in the forefront. Right? Yeah. Let's say you're playing a game of skill, quote unquote, and you're represent, and then you're given an RNG option, and then that point, you know, it usually feels bad that you don't want to play. But if it's like mm-hmm. Binding of Isaac, a card game like Slay the Spire, right? Yeah. You you know RNG exists, and you know it happens. So when it when when what is basically the random number generator Jesus comes down from the heavens and tells you no. You're fine with it, right? Like, ah, oh, eh, it's yeah. fine, okay. He said no. Next game, <laughs> you know? You do it mm. again. And I think that's, I think when we really bring it down to that level, right? Like, single player, RNG is well known. Bad RNG is probably one of the upsides of the game, if anything, right? Like, Definitely. bad rules. But of course, the real, the worst part of the bad RNG in the situation is competitive games and, you know, Extreme variance mm. when you don't expect an extreme variance. Do you know that uh, bad RNG is still that which cannot be sort of controlled or is not really skill-based? Um, like, one of the worst cases of RNG I've ever found in a video game was in one of my favorite games, Kid Icarus Uprising. I love that uh-huh. game, but a lot of people hate it for that bad RNG. There is a weapons tree sort of system in Kid Icarus Uprising, you have like eight different weapon types, and they can have modifiers that improve or um, worsen a weapon. 
It can be things that increase attack speed, attack damage. It can do, it can increase your health or decrease your health or speed and stuff like that based on these variations. You have no control over what those variations are and through the, the tree system. So you can combine weapons together, mm-hmm. but the attributes that they have will just randomly increase or decrease, meaning that you can just have a good weapon and it just gets worse and worse and worse the more you just craft it into a new weapon. There's no control over it, and if someone is trying to grind for a 5-star, 6-star weapon, it takes impossibly long because they cannot stop it from just suddenly decreasing a weapon that they've been working on for 8 months, right? Mm. It's I really don't, that way. I really don't like that. The idea of that yeah. RNG can decrease what is, and unironically, the word upgrade, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That 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 I think is less. Of, I think I think the person who designed that was malicious. Sakurai. Was very malicious. <laughs> Sakurai, Sakurai just wants wants to shit in your bed today. Yeah. So there there was one weapon I had. I like to use the palm weapons, and it had like a speed bonus on it. And then as I was doing that, the weapons I was combining it with were better. But then. The overall rank of it went up to a five star, but then the um, modifiers on it, the speed, st- the speed bonus, which is the main thing you wanted to keep, gone. Oh. And so yeah, there's no way to control what increases or decreases there. It's not something like the Binding of Isaac, where I have a choice to. This is presented to me. I have a choice to do it or not to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. It is, I am stuck with this outcome now, and I won't know what the outcome is till I have done it, essentially. It yeah. doesn't give me, like, a... It will tell you what weapon it's going to make, because it has a system that works out, oh, this weapon has a value 1, this weapon has a value 1, they make a value 2. Oh, this one has a value 2, this weapon has a value 2, it makes a 4. Mm-hmm. So the, there, there is a way to, like, tell what weapon it's going to make, but it, there's no way to tell what modifiers it keeps and increases or decreases, and it's really annoying and tough for a lot of people. And that's why the game was so divisive, and a lot of people don't want to remake. I do. I just don't want that uh, RNG System. to come back. Hmm. Yeah, I feel... I find that that is indeed probably one of the worst cases of RNG, actually. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's le- like that's not even a good story, right? Like in the ter- in the terms <laughs> of like catastrophic RNG, right? Yeah. Like the, the 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 best case, quote unquote, bad RNG for a player is one mm. that, as we were saying earlier, creates a story or a ballad, right? Or a grand yes. tragedy. Tragedy. Like right? when I play Monster Hunter World, and just suddenly, uh, Anjanaf comes out of nowhere and Oko's me. Yeah, no. I hate that's... it, but like it's fun that a giant monster just came out of nowhere and started chasing me, or Devil yeah. Joe actually. That's it's kind of that's that's quite funny. Like even even yeah, like it's funny, and you get to tell your friends about it. But something about grinding for hours for mm-hmm. an item, it, it doesn't work the same. It's I feel the same about uh, Overwatch loot boxes in that way that mm-hmm. uh, it is RNG, and you play the game repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly to kind of grind out this item, and you just don't get it is it uh, a possible theory to, like a possible like theory to add to complement this right mm-hmm. is it perhaps that bad rng feels worse based on time investment De- definitely that is really the crux of bad rng yeah because uh, like we again back to the pokemon we were talking about bad rng about you know um was it ivy's that the Pokemon have, and how you can just get a worse off Pokemon for random chance, and then yeah, you gotta grind to either breed or recapture a Pokemon with perfect IVs naturally. Yeah, like you could either take, you could either cheat, which mm. is which is basically just taking your your cartridge, putting into the put plugging it into your PC, and just using one of the, one of the many different ways of getting a perfect IV Pokemon, or it could be like a sadist, like a masochist like me, and spend. A month creating one near perfect <laughs> Pokemon, mind you. Not yeah. I wasn't full time on it, but it still took me about a month, right? Mm-hmm. But like that—that's that's one that, like the amount of time it takes to do something, right? Just yeah. amplifies the bad RNG later on, right? If you have a bad RNG in the beginning, right? Not mm-hmm. not not so bad. As you get later on, later on, later on, it becomes worse and worse and worse, right? Yeah. 
And it also depends on the style, right? Can you restart from the beginning? Right? Like mm-hmm. roguelikes, like Binding of Isaac and, and uh, Slay the Spire, when you get b- bad RNG at the end, you're like, okay, sure, bad run, back again. Right? Yeah. But in the case of your in the case of your weapon upgrade, you spent maybe a month grinding this weapon, but you can't yes. ever return back down the tree. Mm-hmm. And that that's probably like the worst feeling, right? Because like, oh, I spent so much time. I've literally had a part time job grinding this weapon, and now I get nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like it, it is the ones where they can go up or down. Just kind of any kind of RNG that just immediately makes your time investment not worth it. Something like, again, Slay Spire and Isaac, a lot of uh, roguelike games, which are founded on RNG, are a lot shorter in size. You'll play them for, like, 40-minute runs. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, like, on average worse. Some, I've had, like, a two-hour Bad Isaac run before, but again, that was still... It's not that often, so I, I didn't really mind. But I there feel are like you were more the- excited by the fact that you got a two-hour run. During the time, right? <laughs> oh no, I wanted to die the whole time. Oh god. <laughs> it was it was not a fun run. It's like a no damage ups, it's all healing items. I can't die. <laughs> oh, it was like, oh that's what you meant by two hour run. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Cause a, a good Isaac run is usually like thirty minutes, maybe twenty ish. I've had some like uh fifteen, ten minute runs before, but the the longer you have to kind of, like, weighed in that pool of bad luck, the worse it gets, really. But at that point, you can always just... Mm-hmm. At any point in these type of games, stop, restart, new run, right? Yeah. Something like Kid Icarus Uprising, where you have to grind out that weapon. You can't just stop. I can stop grinding that weapon, but then I'd still have to just go ahead and grind another one. Yeah. In something like Isaac Slice, where, like you said, I can just stop and restart for a better uh, RNG. Mm-hmm. Like, if uh, I had to bring it back to Pokemon again. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you're Ivy breeding, if any of the stats... Like, you could have one of the stats go to perfect from one of your from one of the dinos you had. Mm-hmm. But if another stat goes down, that Pokemon is useless. <laughs> it, needs to be, it needs to be refed into the grinder and start again. Yeah. Right? There are so many of those building that, that are just now in the wild. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like, just time investment, and then it just going poorly will just lead to more bad RNG. And this is not even the good bad RNG. This is the bad RNG that, like, it's not even exciting. It's just boring, mundane, feels yeah. bad moments, right? Mm-hmm. Grindathons. Yeah. Grindathons, uh, yeah. Some of the best RNG, in my opinion, is kind of skill and knowledge, like... It's mm-hmm. geared towards those kind of RNG. Like, you find that a lot in the card game, and you find it in Isaac. Uh, two of my favorite game series, Mega Man Battle Network and Mega Man Star Force, uh, are like this very much because they're kind of like card games. You build a deck, yeah. but then the cards you get or the attacks you get are random chance. You have mm-hmm. control over what you put in there, and in the end, it's you making the most of a bad situation. You know what those cards do, and you know when it is time to use them. You just don't have a choice over what cards you get in that instance. Okay, yeah, it's definitely like a card game then. Mm-hmm. Uh, for reference, for the listeners, I've been playing card games since high school. Magic the Gathering, Rise Up. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were playing card games since you were still in the diaper. I mean, technically... <laughs> technically you still are <laughs> technically i still am i'm in an adult diaper right now <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. but no like i've been playing card games for a long time and what ethan is saying about built deck building is very much highly skill based right yeah it, you it, it's it's skilled in the sense that you need to know your statistic statistics right so mm-hmm. especially in a, especially in a deck building game especially in magic of the gallery especially in any card game what you draw and then what you continue drawing needs to keep be kept on an active table in your head of, okay, so I drew this. How much longer till I draw what I need? Right? Mm-hmm. I have a, like, when you're playing Slay the Spire, it's probably the easiest way to, of telling this. Oh, yeah. Slay the you Spire. Have, like, I, I, can, I can probably go on with magic, but this example would require me to go into, like, 
oh yeah, a large deck pool. Let's play the Spirits deck building game so I can make it super super easy. Mm-hmm. Easy math, right? Un- unyielding top. Was it unceasing top and uh, anger? There we go. That's a great deck. That's the point. That's a good one. That's so disgusting. Uh, so you have eight cards in deck, right? Mm-hmm. You have un- let's say you have unceasing top and anger, right? As well, yeah. just to make this fun and back to the original topic, mm-hmm. right? You got kunai and shuriken as well. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Okay, we're not talking about that. We're talking about stuff about okay. the deck right now. So mm-hmm. you have two angers in deck. You have three blocks, and then one two cost card, and then that's what three other like just normal attacks, right? Yeah. What are the chan? How? What are the chances about? Uh, what are about the chances you'll get everything you need to play out your turn, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, judging by that by that deck contents, you probably won't ever be able to cycle through the entire deck, right? Because yeah. unceasing top will require you to have an empty hand and continue drawing, right? And by the yeah. very nature of having one two cost card in, in in that pool, you'll never mm-hmm. get to that point, right? Plus, there's the fact there's eight cards, so you can possibly gain like let's say, five of those eight cards, and you have a very small possibility of leaving behind two of the angers behind, which will set up mm-hmm. for the next turn, probably, if you have more angers in your discard pile, right? Yeah. So you're guaranteed, the two, you're guaranteed two of them on the second draw if you have that smaller chance of occurring, right? This mm-hmm. is just basic. Like, I'm not even going through the numbers right now. I don't want to calculate the numbers right now, but just yeah. by looking at it, you are very unli- you're, it's a very unlikely possibility but you won't that you won't ever have the two angers in hand. Two angers being zero cost cards. Mm-hmm. I feel like we just went on a little. I, I feel you, like I you. just went on. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. Yeah. I, sorry for implicating you, but I feel like I just went a small tirade. I mean, about I, I did start by saying unceasing top and anger. Yeah. Uh, I, but, I yeah, didn't the, explain the, what you were kind of explaining. There was the sort of understanding of. Your first off, your deck and knowing variants, but also what we were getting at a little was, um, you know, unceasing top and anger. Oh, anger is a zero cost card. Unceasing top draws as long as there's no cards in the deck, so you can just keep drawing those zero costs. It, there's a lot of synergy as well in RNG that makes it good. That's what makes um, Dungeon and Isaac very fun, knowing yeah. what items uh, combine together, and even though there could be good items, you'll know that they're worse off for you in this certain circumstance because they don't synergize well. Mm. And um, I, I think the real fun of Isaac is knowing kind of what synergizes, what doesn't, and that knowledge base you start to gain is very uh, entertaining. When you go into a room and, oh, look, it's a uh, brimstone. Oh, but I had a... Um, oh, God, was it soy milk? Ugh, that's gross. I won't do any damage. It's not worth it. Right? Mm. Even though brimstone's a good item, uh, I've kind of screwed... No, no, it takes soy milk. I'm going to be honest. It's terrible. But you, you get the idea. The, having a knowledge base is part of the skill and part of the fun. Mm-hmm. So just, like, not just... no, Not just... What's the word? I don't know. my words. Mm-hmm. Not just... The understanding that, oh yeah, I have a good item, but also knowing how all the disparate randomness of a game is and how they combine together for synergy is really good, mm. right? Like, yeah. Once again, to bring it to circle back to card games, right? Like, very similar. Like when you're building a deck in any game in any card game, you yeah. want to have usually some synergy between cards. You never want to have, oh yeah, I want to sacrifice creatures, but also have creatures that don't want to die. Right? <laughs> like, you want creatures that, oh, have triggers when they die, have cards that affect when they go to the graveyard, that type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, probably one of the most quote-unquote synergy decks in Magic the Gathering is, I'm, I'm obviously, like, yes, it does exist. Yes. I don't think it's a fun deck. And, yes, it's very synergy. Storm. <laughs> I hate, this deck fucking sucks to play against, but it's probably <laughs> one of the more interesting, like, a deck as it synergized together to compile into one way to just mm-hmm. kill you, right? Yeah. Uh, let me give you a brief explanation of Storm. So the idea of Storm, there is one mechanic in Magic that they've wholly regretted creating called Storm, yeah. right? Whoever designed this deserves to be on the cross. But, <laughs> okay, that's rude to Richard Garfield. But, like, but what's it called? Like, the idea of Storm was to be, oh, yeah, for each card that you've played before this, 
this this card when you cast it will create copies to that number, right? Mm-hmm. So if you played five copies of a five five cards beforehand, you then get a copy of the spell five extra times as soon as you cast it after the fifth one, right? Mm-hmm. This becomes an this becomes a mild issue when you're dealing with oh yeah deal one damage to a player, and if you can get storm count to twenty or nineteen rather, you can then hit them for twenty, killing them instantly. In modern, uh, one of the one of the for, one of the constructed formats of magic. There, there are enough cards that allow you to draw cards and to gain mana to the point where in, in one turn you can just kill your opponent straight out. And mind you, this combo is not interactive for the most part. Add the bad RNG of, of, of like, you know, normal games. Add the PvP yeah. aspect, as we, t- as we t- talked about earlier. Add the high variance aspect that we at- were talking about earlier. And then the time investment, right? Because yeah. when you're when you're making a deck, like when you're playing any card game, the time investment is not even just the game, the game, the single game you're playing. It's the time you took to build your deck. Absolutely, right? that's a major part of a major part of time investment. So add that probably a month long time investment constructing your deck, right? Or maybe weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And then just have you lose on turn five. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like that—that's probably like even then. That's slow for a storm deck. <laughs> Turn five, that's pretty slow, and that's kind of the thing, right? Like it just feels bad when RNG occurs like this, and I feel like I just went off topic a lot now. What were you we did. on? You you ranted about magic uh, as per usual. Actually, I, I'm so that's sorry. It's kind of your normal state of mind. I'm so uh, sorry. I, I feel cheated because I don't really play m- much magic, so I'm going to compare it to a, a card game I enjoy, Chaotix. <laughs> Chaotix! Let's go, boy! <laughs> Let's go! That game oh, was God. complicated as fuck. Uh, uh, shush you. Uh, I just wanted, <laughs> you were talking about your synergies and magic. <laughs> Weak game. <laughs> um... No, in Chaotic, I used to run a, a Underworld deck. I can't remember what the creature's name was, but it gained a boost from every destroyed battle gear. So what I ran was a bunch of creatures who could destroy their own battle gear and opponents' battle gear, as well as uh, Mugix and attacks that did that. Mm-hmm. And he gained power or energy, so which is which is their health equivalent, uh, every single time a battle gear was destroyed. So I'd keep him at the back of my army, and he would just have, like, 50 plus, I will find the end of the game when they can't destroy me. And I just tank it all and beat them because I could outlast. Oh, God. Yeah, that's fun. I actually played that one against you when we played, but uh, you went Marillion, and I hate you. Hey, I asked you which one's the funnest sounding one. And I no, feel like you I... said, Get, what is the strongest deck? And I gave you that one. Oh, did I? Oh, yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> To be fair, we went. We did a four-way match as well, and you, all three of you, turned on me and killed me instantly. Hey, hey, hey! I feel like as soon as we realized we're dealing with a grandmaster chaotics man here, we had yes, to. I, they, they actually, the title is Grandmaster and Chaotix. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, I'm the I'm the Grandmaster of the Crown Drone. Thank you. Oh uh, my god! Like god, five I mean, people. I, I only expect us to get, like, 30 views, and I only expect, like, one person to understand what the fuck I just said. If we, if we only get 30 views, I expect zero people to understand the chaotic I should know. Yeah, probably. I was about to say, <laughs> hush you. More people love that game than you think, but uh, definitely, definitely not. We get Dude, no respect. Chaotix is, like, a super niche card game and in a super niche, like, time, and... It's Canadian. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love Canada, but the marketing reach of Canadian shit is so hard. <laughs> hey man, that was on four kids, alright? Everyone's favorite channel. <laughs> if it wasn't on YTV, it was trash. <laughs> it was on Teletoon. It was on Teletoons, yeah. It was on Teletoon, so trash. Was it on... It was on YTV in the morning on Crunch. <laughs> you remember was that? It on- Oh no, it wasn't God. on Crunch. It definitely wasn't on Crunch. Stormhawks was though. Oh God. We're getting we're getting off topic again. Uh, we're getting off topic. We're too passionate about Chaotix here. <laughs> yeah, I definitely am. I'm still collecting cards, man. That game's been defunct for like 15 years. <laughs> hey, I find that I find that choice to be a great choice, especially because you can like 
collect them all and don't have to worry about a new set. <laughs> yes, I'm still trying to get that talking on card, but never do. Anyways, I wanted to ask you about that. So we were talking a lot about procedurally generated games, like roguelikes. Um, Correct. Binding of Isaac and the Gungeon. Um, oh, I was thinking of mm-hmm. Darkest Dungeon, that's what I was thinking of. Um, but what about RNG and non-procedural games? I, we did talk about Borderlands, but what about something like in Fallout or, I don't know, Skyrim? I can't really think of many. Does it aid or ruin the experience? I think we have to take the theory of good, bad RNG into context here, right? Mm. I don't think RNG is inherently bad. I think yeah. RNG used in games sometimes mm. is just lazily done, right? Because, yeah. so you of course, like, there are arguments of like, oh yeah, uh, you don't, you can't have a good game if it's just randomly generated, right? Like pr- completely procedural, right? Mm-hmm. Just because there's no hidden hand of the designer, you can see wipe across the world. But in terms <laughs> of like small level RNG, like item drops and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. obviously needs to be RNG based, right? But is it lazily yeah. done? Is it context driven, right? Like I think the best way of, of like understanding if it's good context wise was the idea of uh, remember when games used to level around you as you went through the world. I believe Morrowind did it, if I remember correctly. I, I'm not sure if that's the right uh, Elder Scrolls game. No, I never played Morrowind. Okay, so the idea of like what I just spoke out of my ass is uh, <laughs> of you what I just speak out your ass. I am sorry, I do. It's just like okay. <laughs> As I was saying, as I was just saying, right, um, the the way that 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 works is that as you level up, enemies across the world will also level up with you, right? Mm-hmm. And that seems like a good idea, right? You can always do yeah. any side quest you want, right? Because like, oh yeah, this big bad villain in this town is still a threat to you, even even if like, oh yeah, back in the day, like, it's like a level five fight, and you're like level twenty now. And he went back, yeah. and like, oh, he's such a threat to our village. He's, he's, he's so hurtful. And then you just walk up to one shot, and I'm like, oh, he's not a threat. What the hell is wrong with you guys? Yeah. Right? Well, Borderlands 3 did that with the enemy uh, scaling. Okay, that was actually one of the best it. parts of that. Yeah. Mm. I don't know too much about Borderlands 3, so I might need to ask you for context here if it does this. right? Mm-hmm. But the worst feeling in these type of games right, is when you're going back to an old, underleveled area, and you fight level 50 rats. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. you 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 clearly are progressing through the game, right? You're clearly like getting stronger, but every enemy is an encounter because they all level up with you. Yeah, like the like that's bad context, right? Mm. Like you obviously you want your low level areas to still stay low level. So you know what they some designers do now when they have these level caps, give mm. areas level caps, right? Yeah, have your low level area level up with you, but to a point, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe have one enemy in the entire area, like a boss monster of an area, continue leveling out, right? But all enemies in that area should level out to a point. Yeah. Because you don't want to go back to your to your starter town. Like, let's say, let's bring it back to Pokemon. You don't want to go back to your starter, <laughs> starter town and fight a level 75 Bidoof, right? No, I don't think I'd like to fight any Bidoofs, to be quite honest. Even if he was level 75. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, you, you, like that's that's probably the worst context for that, right? So, yeah, what is the context of the bad RNG in, let's say, Fallout or Skyrim? In, in your case here, so let's let's try. Actually, let's let's go with, with let's go with the different Fallout game. Let's try Fallout seventy six, right? God, damn so why? what what you know what feels bad when you're playing like you know RNG in Fallout seventy six is when you're trying to use the VAT system. Mm-hmm. In Fallout 76, not because it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's the VAT system, you have a percent chance of hitting things. No, it's because it keeps on moving real time. <laughs> yeah. That feels bad, right? Like, you don't have, you can't do a slowdown in, in a server like that. Like, mm-hmm. why would you introduce a, 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 a turn-based style system in a game where you can't slow down and make it feel more turn-based? <laughs> Yeah, that did not work out well. Yeah, like, the RNG was probably fine. It's just the implementation mm-hmm. of design overall was bad, right? Yeah. But it, it, It's because, again, like you said, they keep moving, and without that slow-mo, the percentages just wildly change. 
There, yeah. sh- there should have been some form of like lurping between them so that it would be slower for the actual percentage change or increase the percentage chance. Possibly even then. Let me let me throw something even more more grandiose idea for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of have like rather than just you know real time percentage changes, block off just create set areas around the around the player that have percentage chances, and each a body part has a percent chance, right? Like a percent range, and when you open up vests, you roll once, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. So as long as they stay like twi- like as long as they stay in the let's say the enemy's in the range of like he's like forty feet away with you, right? And as yeah. long as they're within the range of sixty feet away from you and twenty feet away from you, they will always have the same RNG. They just roll it once, right? Uh, I see. We're taking the XCOM uh, route here. Yeah, I mean, like it's probably the better way of doing it than just you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, now the arm's being blocked by his other arm, so it goes down to zero. Oh, it's now out again. His fingers are moving aside. <laughs> it's getting more chance. <laughs> it's moving towards you. It's getting better. It's getting better. Oh, <laughs> you, you know what I mean, like. <laughs> And that's, like, in a millisecond. (laughs) Like, that feels bad, right? That just feels bad. And, like, RNG in, like, these type of non-procedural games usually is never to the point of, like, oh, yeah, this is a major decision. This is, like, Mm -hmm. your entire save's worth of decision-making, and then you just lose it, right? Yeah. I find that games have been trying to, like, better fix that idea of, oh, yeah, we are leaving up the last level to random chance. Good luck! Right? <laughs> <laughs> the whole time you were talking, I was trying to find that image. Uh, uh, there we go. A, that's great. I'm saving that. Um, <laughs> 99% chance to hit a sectoid. Missed the Eric Andre one. Oh, that's oh god. That's good. Anyways. That's a good one. But yeah, no, sorry. Um, what I'm trying to... Okay. Before I continue on with the rant, can you give me a bad example of bad RNG in non-procedural games. See, this is what I wanted to talk to you about, and my, my little uh, point there, if you look at the Discord message, has a question mark. I can't actually think of any RNG in procedural games, really. They're in non-procedural all so, games. In non-procedural games, I'm sorry. They're all so scripted that I, I really don't know what to say about it. I guess you could talk about it in terms of AI, like something in The Last of Us, where... Mm. How in my playthrough would be different from yours, where the AI would maybe try to stealth around and look for a threat versus, you know, it just running and gunning me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find that RNG is being not, it's not being toyed around much. And, like, what's it called? Yeah. Spe- like, even though a lot of these games are single player, and I think would do some, have some fun with a bit of RNG in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for all we bagged Pokemon for, right, in our first episode, right? Yeah. Like the most if you if you if I if I try and remember remember what I was saying, I feel like most of my gripes about bad RNG was in the context of competitive play. Yes. Right? I feel like if there was no PvP aspect, which we talked about earlier, I don't think I would have cared, and I think I would have been fine with it. You know what I mean? Probably, yeah. Yeah, because like Sure, IVs are bad for competitive because it means like you can just go into a Pokemon fight with with a friend, just bad, and you just have a worse Pokemon even though they're the exact same Pokemon. But in mm-hmm. a single player game, right? I don't care about that, right? It feels more like a real Pokemon, right? The real companion, because like obviously no companion's gonna be the Ubermensch, quote unquote, of Pokemon, <laughs> the right? Ubermensch. The Ubermensch, yeah, like they're they're not, they're not gonna be like the upteenth god, right? So like. I'm fine with IVs in the, in the sense of that, right? Like, that's pretty fun. The Pokemon of me aspect of that too, right? Giving yeah. me bonus luck for like, oh yeah, we're super friendly now. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> want to die because of me. Like that, that, that I find yeah, is really nice, really nice right? It's charming, right? RNG can be can obviously be flexed into a charming aspect of your character if you want to build that relationship as well. But mm-hmm. I, f- I think that, like, RNG in single-player games, like, non-procedural ones, should be encouraged, right? Yes. Like, oh my gosh, best example here, the, Re- the Resident Evil remakes. There have been two recent remakes from the Resident Evil, Evil series, if I remember correctly. It's two Resident and three, two. right? Yeah. Two and three. So, tell me, who is more threatening, Mr. X or, or what's it called? 
I now see what you're doing here? I now see what you're doing here. Yeah. Mr. X, or what's his name again? I forgot his name for some reason. Nobody cares. What's plastic bag looking uh, ass motherfucker? (laughs) (laughs) Nemesis. Who's more threatening? Mr. X or Nemesis in the remakes? Uh, Mr. X? Absolutely. Jesus Christ. I'm not afraid of uh, Nemesis at all, because he only appears in scripted scenes and fights. But Mr. X can come at me from anywhere. And I've replayed that game like four times, man. And he freaks me out as much as he did the first time. See, and that, I think, is probably the best example of the use of RNG on procedural games. Now that you say that, absolutely. A lot of people complained about the fact that Mr. X could pop out of nowhere. But... When people started playing the Resident Evil 3 remake and didn't have that, they realized how much, even though it was kind of annoying and always kind of, like, stressful, mm. they, they realized how integral that was to the experience and the building of the fear in the game. Yes, exactly my point here. Right? Like, the it's idea... It's like Alien Isolation does the same thing. It does. It does. And I think RNG has, at least in our examples here, sort of showed that, like, oh yeah, in horror games, you might want to give your players not the feeling of control, right? And mm-hmm. even then, this still goes in along with our with our idea of bad RNG, right? These these bad roles, as in rolling the enemy, to sh- the, the alien, or Mr. X to show up, just gives you a good story. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... Just RNG in general shouldn't be cast aside if it will make your game feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, the design of two was made with the intent, express purpose of never being, never knowing when Mister X will show up and beat your ass in, right? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they decide the developers listened to their fans who didn't have that foresight, right? Mm-hmm. Which is understandable, right? They didn't feel like they had control, but should you feel control, right? Definitely and, not. And when they listen to them, they create a inferior product, in my opinion. Right? Yeah. In terms of single-player scares, I'm not sure how people care about the multiplayer, but they made a less threatening nemesis, right? Mm-hmm. How do you have a nemesis that's not scary? <laughs> like, in the original games, he was RNG, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's just, oh yeah, nemesis has showed up, I just need to finish this cutscene and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 time with my with Mr. Plastic Bag will be over. <laughs> yeah, he's not as threatening when you know he just won't show up after this point. I mean, you got yeah. that with Mr. X as well, but then he'd just show up again, and it wouldn't be immediately <laughs> into a cutscene. It would be into another sort of area where he could just chase you and appear at any moment. I think the worst feeling is entering a save room and then just hearing them outside. Oh my god! Yeah, just. Doof. His footsteps. Yeah, cause you, cause you know you're safe now, but you're going to mm. have to open that door, and when you oh, open yeah. that door, you don't know where he is. You just know he's there, no. and that is so good. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that. I think that's I think that's personally speaking, good RNG in non procedural games because the storyline is pretty linear, but that mm-hmm. added spice of Mister X. Adds it, right? You could almost say it's the X formula for the Powerpuff Girls, okay? <laughs> He's the mysterious chemical X that makes this the real shit. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't expect to hear Powerpuff Girls reference today. Are you telling me that he's Mojo Jojo? I'm not telling you he's Mojo Jojo. I'm just telling you he's him. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't think I could pull out a Powerpuff Girls reference and even reference no. him, did you? No. Okay. Uh, any other points to talk about? I don't think we have any more. I don't think so, right? I Okay, mm-hmm. let's just circle back to our main points here, right? RNG good games? Hell yeah. Does it, does it Is it used responsibly? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes RNG is just poorly used in, used in games. Some Sometimes game designers see like, oh yeah, I can make I can use RNG for this, but don't yeah. think about the consequences of using it, right? Sometimes mm. hold off RNG, design it yourself. Other times, 
Yeah, no, makes sense. RNG it up, yeah. right? Bad it RNG really is a case by case gameplay system by gameplay system sort of circumstance thing. Yeah. Does but if you look at these sort of different circumstances, you can kind of see an outline of like when it is appropriate and when it isn't. Exactly. Right. Now, what else? Are we, what else are we talk about? Well, well, we mostly talked about bad RNG, but you can probably yeah. interpolate what good RNG is out of that argument, right? But mm-hmm. is bad RNG always bad? No. no. Bad RNG sometimes is the best part of RNG, right? Mm-hmm. RNG should be high variance. What makes a player feel bad? Usually sectioned off for PV. That is probably the best place to put RNG in those type of games. Because anytime another player is involved, be it co-op, PvP, or even just standing behind you. (laughs) (laughs) And any RNG when there's another player involved will always feel magnitudes worse. Absolutely. Now, procedural games deserve RNG. They need it in their very bones Mm -hmm. and systems. But RNG in non-procedural games... From the short time we've discussed it, we need we it needs to be there from time to time. It, right? There needs to be some, some more implementation, some smart yeah. implementation. Because uh, having it, a lot sorry. of these uh, non-procedural games are trying to build living, breathing worlds, and the randomness RNG adds to that is something sort of necessary to make it an uh, experience. And sometimes just and and with the one case with Resident Evil remakes, right? Mm-hmm. Even just pulling out one piece of RNG can kill the experience, right? Yeah. Like, RNG needs to be... RNG is a single tool in a developer's tool belt, right? It is It is the monkey wrench in our... <laughs> <laughs> what, like, yeah, no, it, it's, it's a possible design aspect that many game designers can use, right? Mm-hmm. And like any... Like an, anything needs to be used with care and responsibility. When you're designing with it, you need to remember, even if it's uncontrollable, there is still an outer limits of control. And you should understand, oh yeah, I needed to reach that much, right? I need to reach it, make, make sure it reaches that far out in, in randomness. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as I wanted to go. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, no. RNG, good. Case by case. Developers, Use it more, I feel. It's just you need to keep your care. Like, it's like take, it's like taking care of your old elderly grandma. <laughs> you need, I don't you need, know where this is going. I don't know, dude. I'm just trying to make something fun and quippy. What I'm trying to say is, like, you need to be able to take care of your RNG. Know where it is. Know how mm-hmm. exactly it's going to affect, affect your players. And when you have that, and, you, and you've completely, like, or at least have a baseline idea of the worst and best case scenarios, and you wait out your options, decide then, do we need this as RNG? Or can we design this better? But yeah. This yeah. has been Raphael. This has been Ethan. This has been the Untitled Game Design Podcast. See you guys another time. Later. Later.